The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast, rolling right along in our uh, third show of the week. I'm Will Brinson. I forgot what day it was. That's okay. Make sure to download, subscribe, leave a five-star fantasy question or any question on the uh, Apple Podcast review. You guys are great about reviewing. We're shooting for a certain number. So if you haven't reviewed, you're on the fence about reviewing, just go ahead and type in something nice and maybe ask a question and we'll answer it on the podcast. It could be as simple as like, what's your favorite uh, beard dyeing uh, or beard dyeing product, John Breach? And we'll find out what Breach uses to dye his beard because we know it's naturally black, but he likes that salt and pepper. That's how he rolls. Uh, I'm joined, of course, by Breach, Sean Wagner, and Ryan Wilson. What's up, fellas? Brenton, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> That was Sammy Darnold. Sammy Spleen had a rough night on uh, on uh, Monday night against the Patriots. New England beat the Jets thirty three to nothing. Patriots easily covered the the ten point spread. The under hit of forty three after they covered the first half over. And Sony Michelle had a huge game. Unfortunately, not quite big enough for Adam Silverstein to beat me in the CBS Sports Office League. He needed he needed uh, eight more points from Shani Michelle to take me down. I won. I won. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thanks, Sean. Job, Brinson. Um. So look, this was uh this was not great for the Jets. Went eleven of thirty two for eighty six yards with zero touchdowns and four interceptions. He was mic'd up and, as we referenced, was caught saying this on the sideline. Uh, at one point, and ESPN decided to air it. Seeing ghosts. I mean, he said, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Like, I get it, and, like, I tweeted out a clip of it, and Dan Orlovsky and Jeff Schwartz, former NFL players, were like, I thought it was very honest of Sam to say what he said. And it's like, yeah, that's that's not untrue. However, the problem is he's mic'd up on a national broadcast. It's become a talking point. He's getting asked about it. It's, you know, he's going to get mocked about it. You know, it, 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 it's just not good. Bill Belichick now since 2001, uh, second year quarterbacks against he and the Patriots defense, five and 34 straight up. Um, Le'Veon Bell, 15 carries, 70 yards. He played, I thought he played well. There's not much more he could do. Demarius Thomas, nine targets, three catches, 42 yards, one horrific drop. Uh, Robbie Anderson, eight targets, one catch, 10 yards. He was scattered, smothered, covered in dice by Stephon Gilmore. And then on the other side of the ball, James White, seven catches, 59 yards. Tom Brady, 31 of 45, one TD, one interception, 249 yards. Sony Michelle, 19 carries, 42 yards, three touchdowns. I thought, Sean, that the Jets' defense did enough to potentially keep it close. And, by the way, Adam Gay said, obviously, that was just uh, in uh, in his post game, would you agree with Adam Gase's assessment? Yeah, and I feel like 
after a defensive performance is dominant, the takeaway should be, oh my God, this defense is so good. Except the thing is, we already knew this Patriots defense is this good. And a week ago, we were talking about how good the Jets looked with Sam Darnold back under center after he missed, uh, what was it, three games with Mono. And we were talking about how, look, the Jets probably aren't going to make a run at the playoffs because um, they started out 0-4, but the rest of the season is about developing Darnold and setting yourself up for a positive 2020 season. And that's so that's my biggest takeaway from this game is what we saw a week ago with, from Darnold in a win over the Cowboys – uh, when the Jets appeared to be back, this was probably the worst quarterbacking performance, I think, of the season, I think we can say by far. And keep in mind, I watch a lot of Mitch Trubisky. And when I don't watch Mitch Trubisky, I watch Chase Daniel. And this was worse than all of that combined by far, because it wasn't just that he was missing open throws. And there were portions of this game where he was just standing back there in the pocket after he turned the ball over a lot. And he was just firing the ball into the crowd um, simply because it looked like he did not want to throw another you know, interception and turn the ball over even more. And Booger on the broadcast was saying early in the fourth quarter, why is he still in the game? Clearly he has no confidence. He said he's seeing ghosts. Uh, so that's my takeaway is that it's going to be really interesting to watch the Jets for the rest of the season, not from an entertainment standpoint, but from how Darnold looks. Because if Darnold keeps looking like this, and obviously he's not going to look this bad in every single game, I think there's a very real chance Adam Gates has to go one and done. Because the rest of the season – has to be about how Sam Darnold looks and how he progresses and how he improves. And if we see the same Sam Darnold that we saw last year, which was, you know, bursts of good, which was what we saw last week, but then some really bad play, which is what we saw tonight, I see no reason to bring Adam Gase back, um, especially when he's supposed to be allegedly a quarterback guru, offensive mastermind and all that. Mm. He said he was seeing ghosts. I feel like with uh, sort of tying with the Star Wars halftime preview trailer that Sean had seen, because he's special. Ryan, what do we make of the fact that Sean, on a non-video podcast, because this is not going on YouTube. There it Sean is. Oh, my God. He's got the little slur. Star shirt to watch the Star Wars trailer at halftime. And then no, 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 no. I was wearing a tank top, but because I knew Ryan would complain if I weren't on the podcast, I actually threw this on. So, Brinson, you probably didn't see this through all your flurry of tweets about Adam, um Sam Donaldson goes, do you know how many times, how many tickets Sean already has to see the Star Wars movie when it comes out? Oh, my God, that's the only reason I was tweeting about uh, Sam Donald is to flush the uh, <laughs> Sean Star Wars tweets out of my timeline. Yeah, I mean, he's like, uh, patience, young Jedi. <laughs> no, he literally has bought more than one pair of tickets or one ticket to see the Star Wars movie. Do you know how many he's bought? Is it like six? He's, he has three. He's purchased three there, separate tickets. Stock market, what are you doing? There's a very easy explanation for this, which is I have AMC's subscription, so it doesn't cost me any money. You can see three movies a week. I don't know what showing I want to go to on opening weekend, so I just bought three separate showings. And the, the ones that I, the, the ones and that then, I don't use, I will cancel and someone else can use. You know what his other plan is? Is that literally when this podcast is over, he's going to go to the movie theater and start waiting in line, even though this movie doesn't come out for another Breach. Two months. He has a Star Wars. He has a Star Wars tent that he's going to sleep in on the sidewalk for two months. 100%. And he's going to protect himself with his own lightsaber. A little plastic lightsaber. What I was going to say about the Star Wars tie-in was that <laughs> Sam Donald said he was seeing ghosts. He could have worn the helmet from the original Star Wars with the blast shield down that Luke Skywalker wore. He would have completed more passes than what we saw on Monday night. That was a complete and utter disaster. I'm with Booger. I don't know how he was in there. I don't know why Tom Brady was in there, but we say that at the end of every Patriots blowout. And I suspect we'll say it until one time he gets hurt and then Bill Belichick refuses to answer questions as to why. Um, typically, like when I watch these games before the podcast, I'll take some notes. 
I quit taking notes at the beginning of the second quarter. I was like, what am I doing? I'm just wasting paper. I was actually writing on paper. I was doing it old school so I could lay on the couch and relax. Did you write, uh, I'm wasting paper? Or did you just like... I didn't say it out loud. I thought it to myself. <laughs> I, like, I'm doing, like, I am wasting paper. I'll do oh, no, I didn't write that down. But but one one super sad fact. Actually, this is a great fact for the person who is now no longer on this list. Do you know the last time the Patriots led 24 nothing in the first half against the team? Um... Josh Allen. Some point this season? No. 2012, butt fumble, Mark Sanchez. (laughs) Oh. His name is off the list. Great stat. Um, By the way, Sean. What's up? I wish you would have the same sort of passion for football analysis that you had for explaining your uh, movie times. You were like in the camera's face. You were like, no, you see, like if one of these showings is filled up, then I'll just go to the next showing. And then once the matrix operates, I'll be at all the showings. Uh, I am passionate about correcting um, fake news about me, which is what Ryan was trying you to do. Right, 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 yeah, Ryan didn't know. I just but I wanted to set the record straight. I am not going to see it three times in opening weekend. I will only see it twice. That's a promise. Okay, but in Ryan's defense, I Thank do you, I think I think the listeners need to know that Sean's exact tweet was I already have tickets to three showings and tweet. There was no other details, so there was no way anyone else would know what Sean's plan was other than the fact that he was gonna go see this movie three times the weekend it came out. I have to side with Wilson as the Thanks. independent arbitrator who asked Sean the question about seeing the movie. Mm. I Sorry, mean, Sean. I, I, I don't I don't think this is a thing I have to defend. Everyone knows I saw Rogue One twelve times in theaters. If you guys think when I have a subscription service to theater right off the paper movie that I'm not going to see the new Star Wars at least five times in theaters, you're crazy. Look, I got I got to admit I uh, I dropped the ball here. I'm tr- I'm currently trying to download that Austin Powers going nerd alert sound so I can bang that button every time Sean talks about this. But I'm just not going to be able to get it done in time, so we'll just have to deal with it later. Uh, if there's another like dorky uh little button i can add to this sean let me know let's talk about some football instead um by the way i didn't think the trailer looked that great we're seeing <laughs> use your imagination i don't, I don't let's know. talk about football and then you hit sean with that right over the head with it and expect him to not talk the rest of the podcast the trailer breach i thought looked like sam darnold um Ooh. let me ask you this breach is um is this the best patriots team since 2007 Best defense, yes, I'm still don't still not sold on the offense. But I do want to go back to something Sean said because we made fun of his ticket habits real quick and talking about the fact that maybe Adam Gay should be one and done after this year. I don't think that's cra- that crazy of a thought. Like I think there's definitely some legit like he literally spent this entire offseason implementing this offense. The Jays, the Jets brought him in because he's an offensive coach. Let's make our offense better. You know what's happened this season? They had 154 yards in this game. Uh, two weeks ago against the Eagles, they had 128 yards against the Philadelphia Eagles, who literally, Brinson, you could throw for 150 yards against them. Week three against the Patriots, they had 105 yards, which is the lowest number the Patriots ever given up under Bill Belichick. And the reason I bring in those three games up, because fun fact, those are the three lowest offensive outputs of any NFL team this season. The Jets have all three. No other teams on this list. What if I'm Adam Gase and I come in to talk to Woody Allen's brother, who's now running the thing? Say, look, man. Chris. <laughs> Chris, sorry. <laughs> CJ2K. What if he comes in to talk to CJ2K? You know he said Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, Woody Johnson. I said Woody Johnson. Though. I said Woody Allen. <laughs> Woody and Chris. Doesn't matter. 
He may be talking to Woody Allen by the time this thing's over. But what if his argument is this? I had Luke Falk. You saw the Sam Darnold game on national television where he threw every pass to the other team. This isn't my fault. Give me one more year. Well, I'm CJ2K. You know what I say? I say, hey, fly to Indianapolis. Talk to your boy Frank Wright. His freaking quarterback retired on him in August. He pulled a backup quarterback out of his behind, and now they're winning that division. You know, uh, if I'm if I'm Adam Gase, I would look at CJ2K and I would say, oh my god, look at all these tacos flying around the room. Guys, um, <laughs> yeah, Adam Adam Gase has never been a good head coach, and I know he had some moderate success in Miami. If you go look at how many games he won and how many games were one score games, I believe he went twenty and six in one score games, and he won somewhere around like twenty four games in Miami. He had a lot of luck that came down to field goals. If you go look at the field goals against uh, the Dolphins in the fourth quarter, it's insane about how many were missed he's got really lucky in the fact that he didn't bomb in Miami he did okay allowed him to get the Jets job and now we're seeing him completely bomb in New York and I don't see any reason why he should stay if he can't make Sam Darnold send I will say this I am going to be and this sounds insane I'm going to be actively adding Sam Darnold on fantasy teams where I need help specifically if I lost Patrick Mahomes or Matt Ryan because here's the Jets schedule over the next seven weeks. And by the way, the Jets are going to make a playoff run mm-hmm. at Jaguars. Somebody record that and email that to me, and I'll make sure to play it in December. Uh, just, just that wait, what's the, t- what's the time? Play it at Halloween, John. Who said it? Who said it the other day? Was it me or was it Ryan? It was Ryan. I didn't say they were going to, I said they have a chance to beat the Patriots. I didn't know that Sam Darnold was going to throw every pass left-handed and as high as possible in as short for as short a yardage as possible. Uh, all right, week eight. At Jaguars. Loss. Loss. Week nine at Dolphins. Okay. Week <laughs> 10, Giants at home. Hey, you glossing over the revenge Close game here. for Adam Gase in Miami. That's, that's right. Week 11 at Redskins. That'll be fun. Week 12, Raiders at home. I mean, week 13 at Bengals. Here's the thing, though. They could lose all these games, too. Week 14, Dolphins at home. They're going to win five of those games. You think five? Yes. That defense played pretty good tonight. They didn't, like Tom Brady and the Patriots, except for that one drive where they march up and down the field, it was the Patriots defense that was setting them up in good position. Well, the first few drives, it was a whoop, and then the turnovers happened. But let, let me ask you this, Brinson or whoever. Yes, the defense isn't the, the problem, but at what point do they get tired of carrying the offense and, and just say, forget it? Because we see defenses do that occasionally by week 12. <laughs> Like the, the teams are playing, the Jaguars defense is terrible. Dolphins defense is awful. Giants defense is awful. Redskins defense is awful. Raiders defense is awful. Bengals defense is worse than the Dolphins defense. And the Dolphins defense, it might be worse than the Bengals defense. Okay. That on purpose. You think the Jets, to be clear, are making a playoff run? I think that the Jet, I don't think they're going to get to the playoffs. I think they will make a mini run here that will get them in the playoff mix. More like a what? skip? Playoff, yeah, playoff yog. Playoff jog? Sachet? A sachet a to the fringe of the playoffs, yes. Sam Darnold is not a bad quarterback. Bill Belichick's defense is murdering everyone. Yeah, it is. Speaking about that uh, that I, defense. By the way, Sam Darnold, do you have any fantasy points he had tonight? Negative it had seven. had to be negative. Was it negative? It was seven. How many? Negative, negative seven. Oh, it was negative. That's awesome. And you know there's someone out there who was, like, up four but wanted to, wanted to start him because you get – Accumulate points for tiebreakers and lost that game. 
That happens all the time. Um, some stats about the Patriots defense um, found on various places on Twitter. Um, they now have 18 interceptions on the season. That's the most by a team through seven games since the Packers had 20 in 1996. Uh, the Packers went on to beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl. Um, according to Field Yates of ESPN, the Patriots defense and special teams, if you have them in fantasy, they have 144 points this season. That would rank as the sixth best quarterback, the fourth best running back, the third best wide receiver, and the best tight end in fantasy football. So if you somehow lucked into getting the Patriots defense because no one was drafting them very high, um, congratulations. Uh, they are a cheat code. And according to Chase Stewart of Football Perspective, um, when the Patriots defense, not special teams, defense has been on the field this season, they have scored 20 points and they have allowed 18 points. So their defense is actually scoring more points than they are allowing. They have which is net, incredible. They have a net, their positive net point differential. Yes, ju- they've just their defense. They've allowed three touchdowns. They've scored three touchdowns and they got a safety tonight that Sam Darnold on the shotgun snap, which is just incredible that their defense is scoring more points than they're allowing. So they came into the game having 79 possessions on defense, allowing only two touchdowns and one passing touchdown, two rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. Now I just did the count real quick. 92 possessions, two rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. Uh, also, should, uh, Albert Rear points out that the 1985 Bears had through seven games, 315.5 yards allowed a game. The 2000 Ravens had 259.9 yards allowed per game. And the 2019 Patriots, 223.8 yards allowed per game. Um, Pats have held three of seven opponents under 200 yards and four of seven offenses completely out of the end zone. Uh, with four interceptions on Monday night, the Patriots are now up to 18 interceptions. That's the most by a team through seven games in a season since the Packers had 20 in 1996. I think it's <laughs> interesting. Seriously, we are just reading off all these crazy stats that make the Patriots sound like literally one of the best defenses of all time. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do down the stretch because you look at the past few weeks. Like, they made Sam Darnold look like an idiot. That's awesome. They made Daniel Jones look dumb. That's good. They made Colt McCoy not look good. They made Josh Allen. They made Luke Falk. They effed Luke Falk. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick the week and before that. What about so week one? There you go. There you go, Wilson. That's where I was getting to. Is Ben Roethlisberger is the only quarterback on this list of the first seven weeks where you would not have expected a Bill Pelichek defense to do what they've done. So they're doing it at a historical rate, but I would have expected. We talked about this from week one, how the Patriots' schedule set up to be unbeaten to the bye. So, I mean, this is something that we all saw coming. So I'm not ready to say this is the 1985 Bears until they get into the meet of the schedule, and that's what we're going to do. You know, we're going to see them play the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Chiefs in the next six weeks and, and those are the games that's what i want to see if they're getting the four interceptions if they're shutting out teams so i you know like this is a great 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 defense but before i put them up in the top tier of the best ever you know i need to see a couple games against guys who aren't luke falk how I, many how many fantasy points do you think ryan finley will score in week 15 against the Patriots? <laughs> 60 uh, no, the question is positive uh, or negative I, I yeah yes <laughs> darnold I, I do think I do think that it's worth noting that the to me and I cannot get this image out of my head when I think about this Patriots defense. Um, ben Roethlisberger in Week One would they snap they would snap the ball and he would stand there and just pat it and pat it and look and there's just nobody open and these the, the secondary moves in such perfect accord with each other that it's impossible to get anybody open and that gives these pass rushers time to do whatever they need to do. Uh, at one point the um, 
the the Patriots, they've been sitting like, they've been going cover zero on Sam Darnold all night. And then, uh, when the, the Jets are in the red zone, they, they fake a cover zero blitz and then drop seven guys back there. And Sam's like, ah, just like freaks out, can't recognize it and, and chunks it up there. Worth, um, worth noting real quick about the Patriots defense is that, uh, like they've lost their defensive coordinator, obviously the last two years. And this year, uh, Hightower, after the game, told ESPN he confirmed what we already knew is that Belichick is the one running the Patriots defense this year. Yeah. Almost like maybe uh, they should never just hire a defensive coordinator again. They didn't call Brian Flores the defensive it. coordinator last year. He was sort of de facto. Right, but he was running the defense. Is, is one thing point. I'll add to what Breach said, um, Ben Roethlisberger was the outlier in those quarterbacks, but historically the Steelers suck against Bill Belichick, so I don't even know if that matters to sort of support Breach's point. But I will say this. And other Patriots teams over the last 10 or 15 years, the defenses have primarily been below replacement level or worse. And we've seen them get, give up a lot of points against the same sort of schedule because they play the AFC East every year. This feels a lot different, like a whole lot different. Like I'm really excited to see this, this, um, Ravens game in two weeks after the Ravens come off their bye. We'll see what happens. I want to ask you guys this and it's going to sound crazy, but I don't know if it is more important to the, well, we know it's more important, but sort of who would be your MVP right now? For the Patriots would it be Tom Brady or Calvin Noy or Devin McCourty. Um, and by the way, while, while, while you guys are thinking about that, I just want to point out that in the upcoming games, so all the offenses we're talking about that are very good that they have to play Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, right? Those are tougher matchups. All those guys are still really young. And if you look at Bill Belichick's record from 2001 to 2019, he oh, – why did not sort that way? Uh, he is roughly – he has like 100 and um, – let's see, 126 games against quarterbacks who are 26 or younger. Suffice to say the record is not very good. It's, I will say that two of those quarterbacks, Watson and Mahomes, have played very well against – Obviously not this year, but. In Foxborough, I beat him last year. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, um, Bill Belichick's the MVP of the Patriots right now, Ryan. I'm taking Devin McCourty and Kyle Annoy on the defense. That's two people. If I'm not allowed to pick Belichick because that's cheating, I would probably just go Stephon Gilmore. That's fine too. My point is that the defense has done a lot to help this much more than the offense has done. I mean, Bill Belichick's, uh, sure, you can say that every year. It's not very interesting, but sure, go for it. It'll be real curious to see what happens. Who's your pick, Breach? I was just going to say there's so many guys on the defense who are having big years, and just not to copy off Ryan, I'll go with Jamie Collins. That's cool. Um, yeah. it's <laughs> the most Patriots thing ever, by the way, that he sucked when they got rid of him. Now he comes back, and he's part of the best defense. <laughs> comes back like, the well, don't forget, like they paid him nothing. They drafted him, paid him nothing, traded him for a draft pick. He gets a huge contract from Cleveland. He stinks in Cleveland. They cut him. He signs a cheap deal with the Patriots, and now he's great again. It is the most Patriots thing ever. Um I think that they will go into, even though they're at Baltimore on a Sunday night. Ooh, that's a great Sunday mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, Sunday night. I'm telling you, man, Lamar Jackson, I don't want to spoil it. For Harbaugh, Harbaugh is not going to punt in that entire game. It's just going to be chaos. I do think it's interesting. It will be interesting to see what happens because the Patriots are playing all this man coverage, right? Well, Lamar could to. run on that. Lamar could run on them. They're going to have, to, they, they mean, have to play zone. Do you know that? Do you think Bill Belichick knows that? I would guess he probably does, Ryan. Yes, I would assume that he knows that Lamar Jackson can run. I don't think he's like uh, – he might listen to this and be like, oh, crap, Brinson's right. He's going to hire Brinson. He's going to be the new Ernie. I mean, so 
who's going to get so they'll stop Mark Andrews. Well, what's the line on that game? Where is it? At Baltimore. Baltimore. Sunday night. Baltimore. No, it's Patriots. No, Patriots Wait, minus no. four. I was going to say plus two Baltimore. I felt like plus two, plus three. It'll be it'll be three and a half or four. I think that's a good bet. And, and I feel like the Patriots have struggled. Why don't you okay. watch, grow up and do some early odds on your own? What do you think? <laughs> you talk to Reach. He does oh. early odds. Give me an early odd that you create yourself. It is. I mean, wait, where's the game? Baltimore? Yeah. yeah. I would say Patri- <laughs> Patriots by three. Yeah. I think it will be lower than a lot of people think. Uh, unless Baltimore. Nope. Yeah. About Patriots by three. Baltimore is the week off, right. too. Yeah. Yep. They've got by a week to prepare for this. So do the uh, Patriots. They play the Browns the week before at home. Uh, just kidding. They're going to destroy Baker Mayfield. I was going to say, how many interceptions? What's the over-under on Baker Mayfield interceptions in that game? Because it has the potential. They, they could hang, but it also has the potential to be a complete disaster. Legitimately, two and a half. All right. Browns, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. That's six games. Over-under, one and a half losses for the Patriots in that stretch. That's a good one, one and a half. I'm going to say they lose two somehow. I think that's right. Under. They lose one. Okay. I'll go under with Sean. Why do you guys make me do that? I say I'm undefeated. Zero. I don't think they're going undefeated. If they uh, – Patrick Mahomes isn't back by that week 14 game. They haven't lost it. Hey, going. can I throw something out there? Let's say they do go undefeated. I don't know if you guys saw Adam Schefter talking about this before the game. He's floating the idea that Tom Brady could be done because he sold his house. His trainer sold his house. He said he might. He's setting. He his quote was he's setting himself up to leave New England. And the Bears. Was he set up his contract to void after this season? Where is he going to go? Now, when he was asked specifically where he was going to go, he said uh, six or twelve teams. Next question. <laughs> so, I don't know how far he wanted. To go, how far down that road he wanted to go, but for some reason he was beating that drum. Well, I think it's weird. To, like the one thing I did know, I think we all knew that Tom Brady was selling his house. We all knew about the contract stuff that it was going to void after this year, and that was something that was talked about a lot in the off season. But I think Alex Guerrero selling his house is the most interesting thing that Schefter brought up because Brady is going to be wherever Alex Guerrero is. Brady works with him every single day. Uh, you can't be pliable unless you have Alex Guerrero in your corner, and so Brady is going to be wherever that dude is. And so I think now we need to get our real estate hawks out here and make sure and follow that dude around and see where he's going to buy his house because that's where Brady's going to live. That's where he's going to be. Let's get our man Sully on it. Sully, <laughs> get your ass out to buy the, the Foxborough and find this guy. Um, By the I way, would... are you surprised, Ryan, you're the anal retentive guy here. Are you surprised <laughs> that um, Tom yeah, Brady, a, uh, a, um, a creature of habit, if you will, yeah. Uh, would put his house up for sale in the middle of the football season. Like I like I know I mean Giselle's a supermodel. I, they can hire people to do all their stuff for. Yeah, him. he's not doing anything. Yeah, but he's still like getting like, "Hey, what do you want to do with the uh, paintings in the garage?" It's like like I like I don't, I don't know. I got I got the Browns up this week. What do you don't talk to me. What are you talking? Yeah. About? It's insane. You got me onto succession. I I believe his life is a lot like succession in the sense that everyone does everything for him outside of football. Okay. So he doesn't he's not doing he doesn't even know about that stuff. Okay, but like wouldn't you be annoyed if in the middle of the season you had to like start coming back to a different like you were driving somewhere different? Brent, or, Brent, Brenton. Be, they don't have one residence. They have eight <laughs> or nine residences. <laughs> I think he's used to going to different houses. Brent, yeah, he, he's Brent, fine. Brent, he's and by a, the way, huh? He's got a small backyard. You always see him playing football with people yeah. in there. Wearing, wearing pads in the backyard like he's 
12 years old. They funny. built a house in L.A., and then after it was done, didn't even move in it. They decided they didn't want it anymore. Yeah, I that's, think that's what you do when you're rich. So I, I, I don't think it really matters. And I want to point out to, to Breach why the Alex Guerrero thing may not be a concern, because wherever Tom Brady is, Alex Guerrero is going to live in Antonio Brown's room rather than Antonio Brown's being kicked <laughs> out. So there's room for, for Guerrero wherever TB ends up. Uh, well, like, wait, one more thing about the Brady thing. Okay, what, what's that? Is that if you look at all the teams that are set up, who is just one quarterback away who has a very talented roster and could potentially win a Super Bowl with just a semi-competent quarterback? I mean, I think it's the Bears. I think that would be the most logical. So, I mean, that's it right there. Sean, I'm, not, there I'm not letting – I'm not at all getting my hopes up about. He's going to San Francisco. He's going to kick Jimmy GQ out. (laughs) I I would posit that Tom Brady, instead of trying to like exit and go to Chicago, where he has to deal with like competing against a good Vikings team and uh, Matt Patricia, maybe maybe he goes into Matt Patricia. That ain't going to keep him from going to Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I love Matt Patricia. (laughs) Matt Patricia Uh, and Aaron Rodgers. Fair uh, enough. I mean, start with that one. <laughs> I was going to get to the more. I was like trying to find something redeeming about the line. Um, Matthew Stafford, for Christ's sake. Or maybe he didn't want to beat up on his old buddy, Matt Patricia. <laughs> that, uh, that what if he's sort of just trying to, he's like mad that they didn't get a contract. He's sort of poking the bear a little bit by putting this stuff up for, you know, for sale. That's what I think it is. Doing Netflix specials. First, that's right. The Netflix thing and that he didn't, you know, the fake uh, news, what his response was. And then that's he's like, how dare you? So, and I do think he got hung out to dry by the directors in that. Like that guy, the director's got to call me back. Like, hey, Tom, just so you know, that green screen thing you filmed, you were coming out of a, a massage parlor. Should we change anything? But it's a liability parlor. A massage parlor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy's like, the guy's like, well, I'm not gonna, because like, if you think about the line, if you set it on a green screen, you don't say anything. <laughs> I, I do want to point out, I have nothing to say about the massage parlor, but Breach throughout the 49ers is a joke. Brady did grow up a 49ers fan and grew up in the area, so I do think logically, if he were to leave New England, that's where he'd go. Cause he'd I made that. Home that but then, this. and then Jimmy, in that case, goes back to New England. Belichick has his new quarterback, and everyone's happy. That would be incredible if those two teams met in the Super Bowl. This year, it'd be nine to six. I would love it. it. Do you think Kyle Shanahan would want Tom Brady right now? Yeah. Could he do? Yeah, I guess. Anybody would be better than Jimmy Garoppolo at the point right now. uh, We're going to break like 10 minutes ago, but that ended up being an interesting discussion. And by the way, Debo, master producer, um, points out that the Westgate had the Raven, that the Patriots minus five. Yikes. This week. That's probably more realistic just because people don't want to bet against the Patriots. The, the Westgate didn't want to open up liability against the Patriots. So we'll take a break, come back, and uh, then we will talk about the top teams in the AFC as well as some other news out there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. 
Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. All right. Let's roll quickly through the news. Quickly, Sean. Matt Ryan, sprained ankle. We, you know what we need is some fast-paced music in the background. I like to get us going. Matt Ryan, sprained ankle, status unknown. Week eight for the Falcons. Actually, Ryan, I'll throw this to you. Do you mm-hmm. think that Matt Ryan potentially missing week eight against the Seahawks at home before their week nine bye could save Dan Quinn's job? I would think it would expedite his uh, departure. departure from the premises. Right. I mean, That's look, let's be honest. How long have we been writing about Matt Schaub? I mean, honestly, how long have we been writing about Matt Schaub? Prince, you and I interviewed Matt Schaub in 2008 on the AOL podcast oh, right after oh the hurricane goodness. came through Houston. Because he had the uh, – uh, what did he call him? The uh, – the power burns or whatever. Remember, uh, what? No, he, he had like, he called him his like power burns. Like he thought his side burn. No, no, power alleys. It was his balding. Power, that's right. His, his premature balding. And we made fun of him because at the pro am in Tahoe that summer, he conked some one that wasn't paying attention off the, like on a, on a part three, some fan. And we were making fun of him about that. I forgot. And that was 2008. So that was 11 years ago. Great interview. True or false. Matt Schaub has once led the NFL in passing yards. True. With the Houston Tip, please. You're 2012. Get it out. Is it 2012? No, wrong. But it, yes, you're right. It was the next year. Right. He like lead the league in interceptions. It yeah. was 2009. Yeah. No, because that was the year I predicted. I predicted for CBS that it would be Texans Falcons Super Bowl, and they were the, both the number one seeds, and then they collapsed. Aaron Rodgers ripped the Falcons apart. The, and yeah, 2009. Patriots win the Super Bowl. You weren't you weren't at CBS in 2009, but but good good try. It was 2012. Okay, you were there then. Uh-huh. He let, you know, he led the NFL in 20, 2009, but he was a full-time starter who went 12 and 4 in Wait. 2012. The year the Packers beat the Falcons in the playoffs is the year the Packers won the Super Bowl. Cause then they beat the Bears. That was 2010. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, cause you know, I, I was at CBS. That was my first Super Bowl. That's right. Ice Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Allen will start for the Panthers again. This is getting ridiculous. The, the Panthers, Ron Rivera's like, we'd just like to announce that Kyle Allen's starting. It's like, yeah. Cam Newton hasn't moved, and he can't go to San Francisco because it's too long of a flight. We know Kyle Allen's starting. Um, look, there I have been informed on good authority that they will not play Cam Newton until he is absolutely 100%. I don't know that he can get to 100%. They're, they're, they're making it sound like they might play Cam Newton in the next two or three weeks. I don't think Cam Newton's going to play until after Thanksgiving at the earliest, is my, my personal opinion. I think everybody is – slow playing this for some weird reason and acting like Cam can come back anytime soon. Is Rivera just saying that so people could ask him that? In which case I'm fine with. Sure, maybe. Or like it distracts it from the, the whole thing. Um, they have at San Francisco, Titans at home, 
at Packers. I think we said this mm-hmm. maybe last night or, or recently. If they go two and one of those games, Kyle Allen's keeping this job. Um, okay, you say that, but let's say, yeah, there's not even a stretch where they could lose two in a row. And then would you think about Cam at that point? Because I mean, they could lose to the. But Cam is going to be as as Ron Rivera said. He's not going to be like on the field practicing. He's Here you go. What about this? What if they? What if they lose three in a row to end the season, 15, 16, and 17, against Seattle, Colts, Saints? Going into the playoffs, assuming they make the playoffs, what are you doing? If they lose three in a row to end the season, they're probably not in the playoffs. Let's say they – I mean, the rest of that division's uh, – the Saints are good, obviously. Let's say they somehow backdoor their way into the playoffs. They win two or three – or lose two or three then. Whatever the case is, they lose their final two. What are you doing? In the playoffs? Is Cam right. 100%? Yeah, he was 100% in week 15 or whatever, but Kyle was tearing it up, and then the last two weeks he lost against good teams. Then you play Cam. He was 100%. Really? If Cam's a hell of a... Off a three-month rest? <laughs> that's, he's going to be kind of rusty. <laughs> and then imagine the, the, the doo-doo he's going to take if they lose that game and he's completes 48% of his passes. It'd be weird. Uh, the Raiders it's... traded Gary and Conley to the Texans for a third-round pick. Fun fact... That was the same third-round pick, John Breach, that they got in the Jadavion Clowney trade, which means that the Raiders traded Jadavion Clowney for Gary and Conley. Good trade or bad trade, John? Well, I think the Texans, as I think we've said every time the Texans have made a trade this year, is they lost. They just lose trades. Bill <laughs> O'Brien has mastered the art of losing trades. And I will say about this deal, I love what John Gruden did. This is basically Gruden saying – I don't even like this player. I didn't want him. Now I'm going to send him to the team we're playing this week so that their secondary is worse. I'm going to have Derek Carr throw at Gary and Conley 40 times on Sunday, and Carr's going to throw for 400 yards. So you never see this in the NFL where a player gets sent to a team that he is going to be playing against. The Raiders and Texans play this Sunday, and uh, Gary and Conley is probably going to be out there because the Texans have zero secondary. Bradley Roby's probably out. Philip Gaines is out for the season after getting injured. Jonathan Joseph might not play. So they literally have no defensive backs left. They have no choice to put Gary and Conley out there. And uh, I'm going to put Derek Carr on my fantasy team just because I think he's going to go off. Very excited for you. All right, one more note, Texans. Will Fuller will miss several weeks with a hamstring injury. Mm. A disaster for fantasy owners, disaster for the Texans, disaster for Deshaun Watson. Very nice. If you own DeAndre Hopkins in fantasy, though, if you look at the splits, Will Fuller in versus Will Fuller out, Hopkins goes bananas. Watson locks in on him when Fuller's not in the lineup. You need a B-A-N-A-N-A-S drop. Bananas. I like that idea. All right, we need. I need to write down these drops we need. There you go. All right, top five team in the AFC. Number one, Jets. Next. Uh, obviously, number one is the Patriots. Oh, well, I guess we're going to reverse order. Um, who's got a list prepared that they can start going with? <laughs> Everyone but Princeton just raised their hand for people I, who can't see this. <laughs> we need to be on video. I mean, I'm not – I'm the host, Sean. I have my list in front of me on my little handy pad. I'm not going to show it to you. That's very – God um, help us if Devo ever goes anywhere and doesn't do the rundown, because these will be eight-hour podcasts. I actually, think, I actually think that this is a pretty easy list to make. Really? Well, do you want to start or do you want someone else to start? I think we're going to have a lot of disagreements. Uh, and Wait, was it supposed to be the top five as of today or like the five teams we think will be in the playoffs out of six? I did it as like rank your five Super Bowl like from the AFC. Like, who yeah. has the best chance of going to the Super Bowl? Okay. Okay. That's how I did it. And I was going to bring that up to you. We, we could add one here and go six and just have fill out the AFC playoff field. All right. Let's do six. All right. Who wants to start? All right. So Ryan, who would be your two wild cards right now? Right now, 
and this is going to be controversial, not because my Buffalo Bills are on that list, but because I have the Chiefs as the other team. Woo! That means you have two oh, AFC oh. West teams in. Right, don't spoil it. We're, I mean, he's, right, this guy's picking the Raiders to make the playoffs. Oh, no, no, well, no, I just did my top five teams. I didn't know we were doing the playoff seeding until just now, but I'm just telling you what I, I, have, well, I have a list of six teams. Team. That's fine. I have six teams, Sean. Well, the Chiefs as his wild card option. Um, not a big deal. Okay. Uh, what, uh, what, do, what do you have there for your wild card option, Sean? I have the Bills and the Colts. Um, mm. and the reason I thought my list was going to be controversial because I was not going to have the Bills on the list. Um, but that is only because they have no shot. One. <laughs> yes, but they have no shot to get a home playoff game because they play in the same division as the Patriots. And I don't think they have a, sh- they have a shot to beat the Patriots because I think you need a quarterback to beat the Patriots. And we saw uh, what the Patriots did to Josh Allen already once this year. And I think they do it the same in January at Foxborough. So that's why I would have left the, the bills off the list. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I actually think Josh Allen was better than, no, he wasn't that great, but he was, he got, he got flummoxed like like any young quarterback does against Bill Belichick's defense. I will say that they were in that game until he got knocked until like he got a kind of a cheap shot on him. So by the way, I got to switch my list because now we're doing the thing. So, <laughs> Well, I didn't know until 10 seconds ago, Sean. You just, I told you to switch it, and you're like, it's no big deal. I got so, it. And well, now, now, I mean, now that we're doing that way, just relax, okay? Everything's like you giggle more than my eight-year-old. Uh, <laughs> so I'll replace Kansas City with Houston. That was a breach giggling right there. No, it wasn't. So you have, can, you have Buffalo and Houston as your wild card teams. Yes. Okay. Breach, who are your wild card teams? Oh, well, that's classic. Wilson just jumping in right in front of me and stealing my wild card team. I want to say before Sean started. Well, I, got same, I got the same, too. I mean, but if you don't have Buffalo as a, play, as a wild card team, you're a moron. They're five and one. They have an easy schedule. They're going to make the playoffs. Sean McDermott's their coach. Sean McDermott's their coach. God, what if they pull off like two upsets and get to the Super Bowl? And it's just us. Like we feel like, like, hey, look, we know the Super Bowl is in Miami. We want to fly to Oakland and record this podcast in Sean's apartment. Like four guys, just like it's just like we just spend the whole time talking about Sean McDermott. Or we have Sean McDermott on the show in Miami, and Sean Wagner McGoff has to sit at the side and can't say a word. Okay, I will say real quick that I have the Bills locked in, and I literally, I think. We found out we need to make our list right here a few hours ago, and I spent about two hours trying to decide if I wanted to put the Texans or the Raiders in my last slot. Because here's the thing is those two teams play each other this week, and I think if the Raiders can win that game, that gives you a huge head-to-head. That knocks the Texans down to 500. The Raiders are now 4-3. and three. They have a head-to-head tiebreaker over the Texans, and with how bad the Texans' secondary and how injured they are, I don't think it's that crazy. And one other thing about the Texans possibly missing here is that after their bye, so what are we, week 8, week 9, week 10, so week 11, they have a week 10 bye. After their bye, they have the Ravens, the Colts, and the Patriots all in a row. So if they were to lose to the Raiders, you have four losses, those three games, probably two more. I mean, they're looking at probably 9-7 and seven if they lose to the Raiders this week, and so I'm kind of split there with the Raiders and Texans as my last team. I think you – all right. So, uh, Ryan, I assume – are you putting the Chiefs – I've got the Bills and the Texans as my guys too. Ryan, I assume you're putting the Chiefs as the division winner, right? Yeah. Okay, They're so my fourth, fourth you seed. don't have the Raiders in. No, I was just listing five teams. I added a six. No, 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 it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm just I, – I feel like people might be a little ahead of themselves on the Raiders. Like three and three is good. I still feel pretty confident that my under six and a half is going to win on their win. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I'd feel confident. I think you have a shot, but. They've exceeded expectations over the first yeah. six weeks. 
they have but, won. They have won three more games than I thought they would win. Yes, well, two more games at least. Yeah, wasn't one of our bold predictions. Our bold prediction story was that they were going to like win one game the entire year, or like I'm go surprised winless. we have more tw- Twitter feedback about that. To be honest yeah. with you, um, I think I, I think they'll. I think the Texans will destroy them. Uh, I think, but again, lot- you're underrate. You're underrating Bob. I was just extolling Bob's virtues <laughs> yesterday as a coach, and then. As, as John points out, as a GM, he is. Wright eats his lunch for whatever reason. Okay. Frank Wright owns him in those head-to-head games. They always like. Even oh no! Like, I thought you meant Houston versus Oakland. Yeah, but he I'm said just, the Texans are going to kill him. I think the Texans are going to kill the Raiders. I'm saying I don't know if I if I give Bob that much credit, just because you never know which Bob's going to show up. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> called Bob. Um, they're going to beat the Bengals in Week 11, I think, at home. Maybe that could be Bengals only win. Um. I just don't see it. I, I look, they, they could easily win four of these games. They're a much better team than I thought they would be. Uh, that the Bears loss is a killer in terms of that over under because they're two yeah. four right now. Um, but it, but hey, it helps in regression. So, um, I just, I don't think, I think the Raiders are going to kind of fall apart as we, as we move down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is, uh, so you have the Chiefs as your, as your fourth seed. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Who do you have fourth seed? Uh, Sean. Um, I have the Chiefs as well. Um, just because of obviously the Mahomes injury. Okay. Um, reach. I have the Indianapolis Colts. Interesting. Uh, I think I have the Chiefs here as the four seed too, but I would not be. I I, mean, I I would not be surprised if Patrick Mahomes is back sooner than we think. What What's the rust factor? How concerned are you? How long is that going to take to kick off the rust? I don't uh, think rust, which is like dislocated knee factor. Zero seconds, because Andy Reid said at the press conference on Monday, be like. Well, it's a stretch that he's going to play, but I'm not going to rule him out for this week's game against the Packers. Like, that's just craziness. I mean, sure, there's no, Andy Reid could say, hey, look, Patrick's kneecap fell off. He can't play Sunday. He's going to be out at least three weeks. He didn't say that. He said, yeah, he's probably not going to play, but he might. That's I, I, I wouldn't play him until that offensive line gets healthy, too. That's another factor. It's like, at least until the left tackle, Fisher's back, I wouldn't want to throw him back there behind a depleted offensive line. I think that's another factor to consider. And also, we sh- they should let his ankle get healthy, too, yes. while they're at it. Sure. And Sammy Watkins, while you're at it, get healthy. It's <laughs> uh, never going to happen. Did you hear uh, Rick Burkholder was saying that Mahomes is like doing like a bunch of like pool work, like pool rehab. He's been like rehabbing like crazy. I think I think he's going to be back in like three weeks. Um, I'll give you my medical opinion if you want to hear it. If not, move on. Uh, <laughs> when you're a doctor, you don't really care what other would be. <laughs> uh, who do you have as a three seed, Ryan? Um, I swapped with John. I got the Colts. Okay. Hey, let me give you this fun fact about Jacoby Brissett. And our buddy Michael Davis Smith tweeted this out earlier on uh, Monday. Brissett, with 14 touchdowns in six games, is on pace to lead the NFL in touchdown passes. At his current pace, he finished the season with 37 touchdowns. No one else is on pace for more than 35. Oh. And if this were Andrew Luck having this season, and this is the point that NBS make made, we would be talking about Andrew Luck as, a, as an MVP candidate. Uh, I put Jacoby. You guys make fun of my awards. I put Jacoby as the breakout <laughs> player. I had Jacoby as a breakout player. No one else had that. Okay. That's a high five. I don't get any credit for that. I just gave I'm, you a high I'm five. I'm trying to remember who a breakout player. Okay. I'm, I don't remember who I picked. You picked. I, Mitch I, I do remember who I picked. No, I picked yes. Leonard Floyd. I think. Even worse. All right, who's next? Pick? Your your picks were so just jammed. It was like this is the narrative for the Bears to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Wait, my picks? I didn't pick the Bears to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying that they're um, 
the way that you set up your awards and everything was like a bears dominate the Packers. It's, it's over. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been very negative on the Packers so far. And you're about to get served a fat load. I've already been served. Fat load of cheese. Sean should have to eat an I entire wheel. Cheese. You should eat an entire wheel of cheese on this podcast if the Packers get to the NFC title game. A cheese hat. I will eat cheese live on this podcast. A cheese wheel? Government cheese wheel? What? I love cheese. All right, who's next? Oh, I don't want to know why. What, what do you? You're just going to voluntarily eat cheese? <laughs> I love cheese. This doesn't sound like a punishment. Have you ever seen? Do you want me to get some cheese right now? I'll, I'll have a piece of cheese right now if you guys want to watch me. You can eat fourteen pounds of cheese during a podcast because that's how much a wheel of cheese is. <laughs> I love do I think I can do that? No, I don't think I can. do Nobody's that. eaten an entire wheel of cheese since Baxter ate out of Robin Burgundy's refrigerator in two thousand four, Sean. So, All so right. we're due. Can we please get on to whoever's next or their number three? But uh, I haven't. Okay. Hold on, I'm going to tell you who the breakout players are. I found it. All right. <laughs> God, this post is so long and so stupid. Debo just punched himself in the face, by the Great way. Breakout player, Jason Lockenfora. No, Debo's giving me a fun fact right now. JLC had Lamar Jackson. He will prove haters wrong in a big wow. way. <laughs> and, and Wait, I, who did he say? Lamar. Lamar. Okay. And Breach <laughs> added, note, Lockenfora picked Mahomes as a breakout player last season, so he seems to have an eye for breakout quarterbacks. Prisco picked Dalvin Cook. This is the year he leads the league in rushing. I hope that happens. Ooh. Correct. I predicted that as well. Uh, I predicted, oh, Sean predicted Leonard Floyd. <laughs> Dubin predicted Damian Williams. Ooh. Breach predicted Josh Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Predicted James Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, did I do Mason Rudolph? I did actually worse than Mason Rudolph. I did James Washington. I would put Brissett as a comeback. But there's nothing to come back from. I think Brissett shocks some people with this quarterback play for the Colts this year. He could sneak into the MVP discussion if he leads him to a division title. I wrote that? It's, I wrote that. Please. <laughs> uh, that sounds like something I would write, to be honest with you. That does sound like something Ryan would write. Sean <laughs> also had the, uh, the 49ers finishing under 500 as one of his big predictions. It's early. There's still a chance. Sean, it's possible you're going to go like uh, three for 42 on your prediction. Sorry, what was – I said the Colts be under 500? The 49ers, the 6 and 49 Oh, yeah. I, well, we've been well on the record that I was – and I said the 49ers might be worse than the Cardinals. In my defense, the Cardinals are 3-3-1 three, three, now, so at least I got, you know, half of it right. The Cardinals are two and a half games behind the 49ers. So, where, where do we leave off? Who's uh, who's your third team? I said Indianapolis is my number three. I'm waiting for you three knuckleheads to go. I have the Houston Texans. Mm. I, I have the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to have the, uh, Ravens. Ooh, a saucy. Uh, and so then who's your number two? I, I, who's your number two and your number, I assume your number one is the Patriots. I guess everyone is just the Ravens, it sounds like, except for, Bre- for Brenton. Yep. Yeah. I love, I love Harbaugh. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this as a Steelers fan. I love Harbaugh. I don't like Wigan Martindale so much. His hair looks kind of stupid, but I love Lamar Jackson. It is so, I can't imagine not liking Lamar Jackson. And you know why you should like him, even if you're a Steelers fan. And you hate the hate the Ravens. It was easy to hate Joe Flacco because he, you know, he doesn't his no, he doesn't emote he at all. He's, just, he's a robot. But Lamar Jackson barreled over the the female photographer on the sidelines two weeks ago, stopped what he was doing, helped her up, and then he checked on her after the game. He like sent her a note or, or talk, asked specifically how she was doing. That's reason enough to like the guy. Otherwise, I mean, beside the point that he's like I said, in two or three years he's going to be the best player in the NFL. And you know, what he went through in the pre-draft process with people saying he should move the wide receiver and all that. And now there's an argument to be made. He's the best quarterback in the draft class. 
And there's also an argument to be made, and I think we need to keep this in mind because it sort of got lost for me personally last year, that just because someone who's a general manager or a scout says something about a player doesn't nope. mean it's it's you know it's um what's the word like scripture whatever that it's written in stone. Um, Lamar Jackson's an obvious example. Teddy Bridgewater's another example. Mitch Trubisky's an example in the other direction. So you can like people, not like them. Don't have to believe everything you hear. You can use it as sort of a guide. But yeah, Lamar Jackson. It's, it's also a good example too. I mean, a good, a good. I, I think that I learn this every year, and I still somehow forget it once the stupid scouting season comes around. But like, if you think, if you believe something, stick to your beliefs. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes it'll burn you. But when you're right, it's way it's, it's far worth more like being right in that spot than being wrong. Like, by the way, let me get on record now because you yelled at me last few weeks ago about not pimping Terry McLaurin more at the time. Justin Herbert is not going to be a good NFL player. He's not a top ten pick. He he may be like a after the twenties pick. So that's the Oregon guy that everyone loves. But, He's uh, got like Mariota factors working against him. Oh my god, he is he is Mariota but taller. Can I add one more thing about Harbaugh? Because it seems like this year he is like everyone now acknowledges him as one of the best, I would say, five coaches in football. And it was last year, but it was you know that's what was after the 2017 season. uh, The owner admitted that he almost fired Harbaugh, and they didn't give him a playoff ultimatum, but it was like, well, if he doesn't miss the playoffs, you know, we would have to consider it type of thing. I don't know if he's a genius, but I give him credit for delegating to the right people and. Be, and being willing to embrace analytics. Also, he ain't going to win a chess match against Bill Belichick, like a literal chess match, I don't think. He's but got a pretty he, good record against Belichick. But I, I just mean in general. I mean, don't forget when he started whining when, when Belichick kept running those trick plays in the playoffs and they had no answer for it. And that's not a, that's not a reflection of Harbaugh. My point is that I don't think his IQ isn't Belichick's IQ. No one's is. I don't know if I would put him there in terms of play calling with Andy Reid or Frank Reich even, but I think he does a great job of Having the personnel people in place, that's not his job, but getting the coaches and willing to accept new ideas. And maybe this come to Jesus moment about, hey, man, you're going to get kicked to the curb unless you start doing things differently. He's like, you know what? Bring the nerds in here. Bring your math books and let's see what we can do. Did you uh, Did you hear what he called Greg Roman? Uh, what did he say? The nickname that he calls Greg Roman? Oh, what? Let's see if you can guess, Ryan. Uh, G-Ro. Uh, yeah, G-Ro. G-Ro, that's correct. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm awesome at Lamar Jackson. Like you call him Chiro. Speaking of Belichick, very quickly, um, him uh, doing the false start. (laughs) He was laughing. Adam Gase declining, and then Belichick like melting more clock, and then Adam Gase declining, and like Gase is like turning sideways and like beard, like hat pulled down low, jacket, and he's just so pissed off because he's getting humiliated on national television. Belichick's like. By the way, I see – this is how this plays out, by the way. Adam Gase is driving his uh, Ford Escort home with his wife sitting in the passenger seat, and he's just yelling about, Belichick did this to me, Belichick did that to me. And all she's thinking about is when he ran out after she had a kid five minutes later to go to a meeting with Peyton Manning. Belichick comes flying by in like his <laughs> – His top radio mobile. Yeah. One more thing on the Harbaugh-Belichick thing, on Harbaugh's success against them. They played four times in the playoffs. This is what you have to consider is they're probably going to meet in the playoffs if they get the two top two seeds – they both have a uh, first round by. They played four times since Harbaugh became the Ravens coach in 2008. They are two and two against each other. The Ravens have covered the spread all four times. The Ravens only two losses were 35 31 in the 2014 season and 23 to 20 in 2011 when Billy Cundiff missed like a 25 yard field goal. After the with, and and they, dropped, they dropped the touchdown that was And the, the drop touchdown. So this is really 
uh, series that Harbaugh has, has kind of owned in the playoffs, even the though the first time they hit. played in the playoffs in 2008, rookie Joe Flacco and Ray Rice absolutely destroyed them in New England. Jo- Joe, and I think Joe Flacco had like eight, four passing yards. There. And really quick, in one of the games the Ravens lost, they held two 14-point leads in that game. I think they were up 14 nothing, and then 28-14. That was the year that the Patriots ran those really funky, weird formations with the offensive linemen, and then Brady was like, learn the rule book. Why are you giving me that look? How come I get killed for that, but like Ryan discusses that entire game and then just bring it up. it's like, oh yeah, great job, Sean. Way to come up with that. Wait, was that the, I thought he just mentioned Flacco's rookie year. Well, he was talking about the 2009 season when Flacco threw for 34 yards 34. in a game against the Patriots and they still won 33 to 14. No, that Ray was, Rice, is that the same 159 game? and two touchdowns. Game. 159. Yeah. No, different game than Sean talking about. The 2009 game, uh, Wes Welker tore his ACL against the Texans in week oh, seven. Oh, yeah. They already clinched the, the first round bye. And Bel- that's when Belichick changed his philosophy on how he handles late season stuff. And they had no Welker. They had no offense. And the first play from scrimmage, Ray Rice rips off like a 75 or 83 yard touchdown or something crazy like that. And he just sprints out the field. And the game was over from there. The one Sean's talking about is the, the oh, season that I brought up originally that Ryan brought up originally. That's correct. Then Sean. Not when did, but did you bring up? I was gonna note that they were. You didn't know that they were down fourteen points twice in that game. I Go think ahead, it was the only time in playoff history it's happened. Seven times. It was unbelievable. He kept saying, screaming, fourteen, fourteen. <laughs> you just didn't acknowledge it. It was wild. By the way, my top two seats for the AFC: number two, the Patriots; number one, the Colts. All right, let's get out of oh, here. Like, let's stop see it. it. Just kidding. Um, hey, where were the very quickly? Where were the Bills rank in non-playoff setup? So like, you can just rank them. Like, you're not worried about divisions and who's second place. Where would you rank them? The Bills had the best chance to beat the Patriots this year. It was in Buffalo. Josh Allen played terribly. That defense played really, really well. Like, like, let's say you don't even worry about, like, like if you're the second best record in the AFC, you get the number two seed. Where would you rank them? I think five is as high as I can go. Okay. So, so it works out that they're fifth. Yeah. Six, yeah. Well, and I think the weird thing about Patrick Mahomes being out is basically what we kind of just talked about here. If the Chiefs are the fourth seed in the playoffs and the Patriots are the first seed, that means they potentially play each other in the divisional round. And so I think the Chiefs with a healthy Patrick Mahomes obviously potentially could give the Patriots a game and beat them in Foxborough. And they're one of the few teams, probably Baltimore is the only other one that I would even think would have a chance. And so, I mean, it's not crazy to think that that game could happen and all of a sudden the Patriots don't even make it the AFC title game because Patrick Mahomes got injured and it ended up working out in the favor of everyone else in the AFC. Yeah, you're right, Breach. Uh, it's totally possible that the Patriots could miss the AFC title game for the first time in nine years, and uh, and maybe the the uh, six the five seed Chargers who storm back from a two and five record uh, go to the playoffs and Philip Rivers wins his first Super Bowl. You don't think Patrick Mahomes could win a divisional round playoff game at Foxborough? I I do. Okay, that's all I want to hear. I don't think I, he will. Like a nineteen percent chance. Higher or lower? 25%. Yeah, higher. I'd say 33. I'd say 38. Okay. Do we know how like effective he'll be mobility-wise, even when he comes back? Let me check my like, crystal ball. Uh, well, you're the you're <laughs> the yeah. you're the. I wasn't allowed to talk about it earlier, Sean, so I'm not going to speak out of turn. I do know exactly how healthy he'll be. <laughs> it's hard to find sleepers in the AFC. No, but, of course, because there's one team that sort of like, throws a monkey wrench. Oakland. Jacksonville, Tennessee, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Denver. All right, we're out of here. We're not, we're not going to do it. We're going to hit it. We're trying to get out in under an hour on this Monday Night Football podcast. Yes. Great job, guys. Uh, tomorrow, 
the Brady Quinn Football Show featuring Ryan Wilson. We'll talk some draft with Ryan. We'll do some uh, Brady chatter. And uh, in the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks, fellas. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.